Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Some of the largest and most destructive wildfires in state history continue to burn over a vast stretch of Northern California, with blazes raging in counties surrounding the Bay Area and along the Central Coast. Statewide, the fires have burned over a million acres, destroyed hundreds of homes and other structures, and forced tens of thousands of people to evacuate. Here's San Mateo County Fire Evacuee Steve Nichols talking to KP. I know so many people. They have to leave their homes. It's brutal. Not knowing if you'll ever see it again. Fire containment is growing, but officials warn the fight against the blazes might take weeks. Here's Santa Clara Cal Fire Unit Chief Jack Hess. This is an absolute marathon that we are embarking on. We are going to need to be here in long term. In response to the fires, President Trump has issued a disaster declaration that will help free up federal assistance to help state and local governments fund emergency response and recovery measures. And because of mutual aid agreements, states such as Oregon, Nevada and Utah are sending fire crews here. It's during times like now that we especially want California's electricity system to be secure so the power stays on when we need it. But the person in charge of making sure things run smoothly at our state's utility regulator is sitting on the sidelines waiting to hear if she still has a job. Why? Because she blew the whistle about problems. The California Report's Lily Jamali has more. Alice Stebbins was appointed in early 2018 as the California Public Utilities Commission's executive director overseeing operations there. And that means you ensure that the programs are all running efficiently and effectively. And right now, I'm not doing that. I'm sitting at home on administrative time off. That's because according to Stebbins and her lawyers, commissioners want her out. I've done a lot of things to make the PUC a better place to make it run more efficiently, and I'm not sure everybody's real excited about that. The CPUC is declining to comment, saying this is a personnel matter, but did share findings from a state personnel board investigation that questions the legitimacy of five out of 800 hires Stebbins has made. Stebbins disputes the findings. She believes the real reason she's being targeted is because she's pushing to collect hundreds of millions in fees the CPUC is owed but has never demanded from utilities. Alice Stebbins and her staff are doing exactly what the CPUC was put in place to do. That's disabilities advocate Richard Scaff, who says Stebbins was cleaning up a commission that's long been seen as too chummy with the utilities it regulates. One of her most important responsibilities was getting the CPUC's Wildfire Safety Division up and running. 
Commissioners were supposed to discuss her future at a hearing last week, but pulled the item off the agenda at the last minute. Scaff and others used the public comment period to lash out at commissioners anyway. I can't understand how $200 million could not have been collected by the CPUC since 2014. What are you doing to protect the ratepayers of California, including vulnerable seniors and people with disabilities? For now, Stebbins remains on forced leave, and the CPUC is, for all intents and purposes, without an executive director. For the California Report, I'm Lily Jamali. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Later today, Republicans will gather virtually and in person to kick off their party's national convention. The GOP was once a mighty force here in California politics, but as the Golden State has gotten bluer, the Republican Party has lost a lot of clout and now trails Democrats and independent voters in membership. And Mike Madrid says it will likely get worse for the party. Madrid is a veteran California Republican political strategist and the co-founder of the Lincoln Project, a group of Republicans bent on defeating Donald Trump. I talked to Madrid about the state of the Republican Party in the Golden State. Well, the state of the California Republican Party is not good. It has never been in a worse position in its 150-year history. It's really become incredibly marginalized. So for the first time in history, there is no Republican member of Congress who represents a district that touches the Pacific Ocean. They are relegated to very sparse rural areas in the far north of the state, the Central Valley, and the deserts. I call the Republican Party the party of the mountains, forests, and deserts now in California. And it's shrinking um, incredibly fast. And um, it, I don't think that they're going to be able to turn around its trajectory at this point. Uh, that off-ramp was probably 20 years ago. And the Republican Party of California is actually one of the most virulently supportive of Donald Trump of any state party in the country. Why is that? In a state that's so blue and, you know, arguably getting bluer, wouldn't it be in the California Republican Party's self-interest not to have bound themselves so tightly to Donald Trump? It's a great question. And while it does seem antithetical, it's really a simple uh, look at demographics. The Republican Party nationally is speaking uh, to the fastest shrinking national demographic, which is the non-college educated white blue collar working male. And that 
demographic does still exist in California. It's, it's, it's very sparse. It's very remote. But it's not attempting to either uh, to speak to any other constituency beyond that. And so in the most diverse state in the union, there are still these small patches of rural areas that look a lot more like West Virginia or Mississippi or Arkansas than they do modern-day California. And as a result, these bubbles that are created allows them to kind of speak just to themselves. They view the rest of the world and the changing America, changing California as a threat. And it becomes more homogenous, not less. So, Mike Madrid, what's the path not taken? What could the California Republican Party have done during the Trump presidency to retune itself and make itself more politically viable in the state? What the Republican Party could have done was taken a much different tack away from the white identity politics, the white nationalist elements. And rather than talking about, you know, these flashpoint issues like defending the Confederate flag or building a border wall, or, you know, dog whistling to attack on urban states and blue, you know, blue counties and blue cities and Democratic mayors. It could have offered a proactive vision of uh, economic aspiration, but it chose not to. And I think it's so far down the road now that it's very unlikely that it will be able to change course. I'd like to ask your thoughts about two California Republicans in particular who become so synonymous with defending Donald Trump during his presidency, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Congressman Devin Nunes. Before Trump, I think both were seen as generally moderate Republicans, but they've gone much further to the right during his presidency. What do you make of them? Uh, let me just say I'm disappointed. I, 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 there are a lot of people that I am personally offended by. Kevin is not one of them. I've known Kevin since we were in the Young Republicans together. Uh, so that we, our history goes back a long ways. But I'm deeply, deeply sorrowed and disappointed in what, um, what Kevin has allowed the party to become. Um, he certainly has had many opportunities to say, uh, Mr. President, this is a line too far. Uh, he has not only not done that, but he's leaned into Trumpism, and he's starting to have a lot of trouble in the Republican caucus as a result of uh, the very difficult times the party seems to be facing. Congressman Nunes, I knew him also before he was elected. Well, again, we've got a long, deep history of Republican politics here. Uh, that's a different story. I just don't understand <laughs> where the, the, the strange conspiracy and complicitness is with Congressman Nunes. Um, I, 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 they seem like people I don't know anymore. And that's unfortunate. They would probably say the same thing about me. We're just going to have to say, see where history goes. And I think November 2020 will be very definitive on which vision of the party uh, wins. Is it going to be one that I have championed, which is a more inclusive, broad-based, modern Republican party? Or will it be theirs, one which is you know, defending illegal activities and doubling down on white nationalism and trying to regress to a party or a world that existed maybe possibly in a different world 50, 60, 80 years ago. All right. Mike Madrid, Republican political consultant. Yes, still a Republican and co-founder of the Lincoln Project. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And that's the California Report for Monday, August 24th, a production of KQED Public Radio. If you're in a fire zone and get an evacuation warning, please heed it and go. And we thank all of the firefighters from near and far who are fighting these blazes. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care 
Ideas for storing leftover paint to keep it fresh and tips for using it up can be found at paintcare.org. Water heaters only. Specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured. Open 24 hours a day every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! <laughs> 